introduce regular product giveaways happening here on the Jeep Talk Show every month and sometimes every week. The world's most downloaded Jeep podcast will be giving you, the listener, a chance to win serious gear from major companies that you know, love, and trust. You want a chance to win tires, suspension components, maybe more? Listen every week for your chance to win big. Nixon Tire USA, we got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and actually several of the uh, host vehicles, uh, both on-road and off-road vehicles. Uh, the Nexon Tire Rodian MTX at NexonTireUSA.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wendy, there will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's it's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hi ho, Zoom people. The mic's on, so uh, pay attention to what you're going to say here. <laughs> Damn it. I got a, I got a, I'm sorry the show interrupts your conversations, Dave. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the, the, I just want to mention does everybody know about the not having barking dogs on the show? No, does everybody know about uh, the, uh, the, the, the days that are changing for our episodes? You know what I'm yes. talking about? No, tell us more. <laughs> is, this like, is this like daylight savings? See, see, Bill attends the meetings. <laughs> there was a meeting? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to change uh, the, the days that we release. Uh, instead of uh, <laughs> seemingly random, it's going to be Tuesday through Friday every week. And our uh, what I'm calling our flagship flagship classic show is going to start off the week on tuesday so uh, that change is going to be coming up and uh, uh you know i don't know uh, should we not have a friday episode and then make you guys wait four days for a new episode or how, how how would that go i don't think you know a lot of people that travel on the weekend it's great to have in the car when they're going somewhere mm-hmm. so uh like i went down out of state last week so i kind of saved a couple of shows just to have them while i was traveling before I listened to him. How did you do that, Steve? How did you save it? Uh, what are you What are you listening on, and how'd you save it? Well, it was on Google Podcasts. I just didn't play it. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of gotcha. went in and played I thought it maybe you had downloaded it that way in case you were out of service or something. You'd still be able to uh, listen to it if it was on your phone. No, I wasn't worried about where I was going. That wouldn't have service. And yeah. I almost saved one of them where there was a giveaway to, to play on Monday, but I decided to play it on Friday, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point. You don't want to wait a long time on the giveaways. Does yep. that does it affect you guys? Whenever uh, we have, uh, uh, I would, just, I guess you never know if it's going to be a like caller number six hundred and three or caller number three. So you never know whenever uh, if you need to listen right away or not. You got to listen yeah, this right is, away to find out the number. That's right. I mean, you don't know yeah, until you listen. Is, this is Larry from St. Louis. So my on Google, my Google, but on uh, the Apple Podcast. I have it automatically downloads so when I'm traveling or flying out of service. I always have the downloaded shows as well. Oh, I bet. Because you don't have to, uh, that way you don't have to buy service or anything on the airplane. Uh, and you have something yeah, to right. do while you're flying because you fly a lot. Right. Yep, that's a good point. 
Um, all right. Well, uh, anyway, uh, Steve just mentioned uh, downloading, and I thought, oh, this is really good. So uh, the, I think everybody that listens to podcasts knows how to download it. But if you don't, you can certainly do that, including with the Jeep Talk Show app. You can uh, download it and have it right there on your phone. Actually, you can set the Jeep Talk Show app to automatically download every episode, and we don't mind the downloads at all. So even if you don't listen, if we get a download for it, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually leaving for Turkey Bay Off Road Park tomorrow. I still haven't listened to Monday's show for just that reason, so I have something to listen to in the car on the way down in the Jeep. Yep, very very cool. All right, so are you new to the roundtable? Perhaps new to the Jeep Talk Show? Well, welcome. The roundtable is listeners like you that connect with us on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. You don't have to be invited. You just need a Zoom meeting link and a password. Everyone is invited because everyone has an opinion or something to share. To get the meeting invite uh, information, subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. My God, is that a anal mic probe or what is that? Uh, somebody's moving a mic around a lot, making lots of noise. Is that you, Tony? Uh, it's a, I think it's a Randy Spring. <laughs> I, I think I don't think Randy's been here before. Uh, welcome, Randy. Well, he joined us out at the big uh, Texas event. Wow. Yeah, I, I recognize that blue grill on the red Jeep. Yeah, exactly. There's not a lot of people going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, my wife did that. <laughs> oh, wife comes I, I, had to call, I had to call it her Jeep to get a third one. <laughs> Very cool. A lot of people admit that either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we now join the, the Zoom meeting already in progress. Please keep in mind that what you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed. The opinions may be strong or may or may not reflect the opinion of the Jeep talk show, but probably do. All right, so one of uh, one of the favorite topics here uh, on uh, the, the the Jeep Talk Show is electric vehicles. I, I guess primarily because we hear so much about it uh, on uh, uh, on the, uh, the the news and uh, just people in general talking about electric Jeep hybrid primarily. And uh, of course, there is a such thing as a, a a hybrid electric Jeep called the four by E. And um, so I don't know. Uh, then I think I've asked this before, maybe not in this way, but what would it, what would an electric Jeep have to be able to do before you would replace your current Jeep? And as always, give us your name and your location on your your first uh, answer, so people will know who's uh, who's talking. Absolute money from uh, Ohio. I I like your uh, your theory that it needs a uh, you know basically nuclear power so that it yes. never needs a <laughs> battery replacement. But um, I would get a four XE four by E. Now it's just too expensive. Well, wouldn't you like a, to? Wouldn't you like to have that uh, that two door Gladiator that uh, Greg from yeah. unofficial use only converted four by E? Oh, that would be so nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless it's red. I wouldn't want it if it's red. Well, you probably wouldn't be able to get it because they'd be sold out. This is this is Larry from St. Louis area. So I would say, as far as going electric, if it can directly replace and do everything that the three point six or you know any standard gas engine does, as far as the amount of time I can go before I have to either charge or top off, and the ease of, of recharging. If, the, if it gets to the point where it's a direct replacement without all the other compromises, then I would probably be, probably be in. Yeah, that's kind of the point. And the only other di- right. the only downside I could really think to an all-electric vehicle is, uh, well, two downsides. How long it takes to charge 
and uh, that it is not, uh, you're not producing power from it, you're draining power from it. Gasoline uh, has a, you know, has power in it, and then whenever you ignite it, it produces power. So you have a, a source with, with, uh, with power already there. You don't have to do anything to it other than put it in a tank. So the battery, on the, on the other hand, means that you have, you have to charge that battery. I guess you could say they're kind of similar. One, you pour liquid into a tank, and the other one, you pour uh, electricity into a, a sort of tank. It is a different medium. Well, I think this is John from Central Texas. So I think the key phrase you put in there is to replace my Jeep. Mm-hmm. So not whether or not you think they're cool, you might want to have one. To replace my Jeep, I don't think it can do anything. Like, you know, I'm in, I'm in that camp, right? So I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pluses that are going to come with it and everything else but there's also just there's people that still drive the flat fenders and look 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 at chuck right the metal jeeps versus plastic jeeps and kind of all of that so i'm kind of in that camp i like we're going to be the old school you know gas jeep crowd i guess maybe in 20 years that are uh you know we're going to be chucks of the new generation you kids no, you and chucks out test driving gladiators chuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, you, all you golf cart driving you, you, know, you kids and your cold fusion reactors uh, give me a banana peel i don't care uh, <laughs> this bill from central texas i john i i I have to disagree with you because I can see you, you know, I mean, Chuck went to the dark side and started putting like fuel <laughs> injection and stuff on his old Jeep. You're going to be putting doing like an electric motor swap or something in the future. Oh man. Chuck has a little panel oh. for that, uh, that fuel injection system. He presses buttons on that little panel and, and changes <laughs> the settings and all that stuff. And uh, the, from think, the Jeep from I the eighties. <laughs> you just hit the nail there though, Bill, because that is something that's, that's not replacing my Jeep then. That's maybe converting. Right, I think, I think if you're looking about the EVs, one of the things that I would like to see is is kind of like the aftermarket, you know, re- refurbishment. I know there's some of them out there. I've seen what like seventy some model F one hundreds with um, electric motors in them, and yeah, I, yeah, retrofitting mine. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. So I think that would be the only way I would go to is if I just had to, to retrofit mine that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still maintain if uh, if you had a kit. Uh, number one, you need a power supply, some sort of power source on there that would be at least equivalent to what you have with gas power. But it would be really cool if somebody came up with a uh, a four motor system, so you had a motor on each uh, uh, each tire, kind of like I guess you could kind of say like a uh, like a drone, you know. Like a- and it, diesel you'll an axle swap, right? You'll, you'll get a new axle with motors built into it. Yeah. And then in the engine bay where the motor used to be. Like, yeah. And then locking up, would, there would be no locking up. There would be synchronization of the motors. So right. if you needed uh, if you need four-wheel drive, the, the all four motors would synchronize up. And if, uh, hell, you could probably steer like a tank if you just spun yeah. some of the tires quicker than the others. <laughs> so a new, a new Hemi. So the, so, so the new... Uh, the new Hummer or the Rivian, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys, I was going to mention this on the, uh, the, the flagship episode about, uh, I think Josh was talking about something having to do with uh, uh, recalls on vehicles. Did you guys see about the Rivian's uh, wheel popping off? Yeah, that, that seemed like an excessive recall. I don't know. It, it said that an, a, a bolt was loose, but that was. Yeah. No, that, that, that my buddy at work has one. And literally, I guess there was, like some bolts that weren't torqued down correctly. So the recall was bring it in and they would torque that 
torque torque the bolts down. Oh wow, that's all it was was torquing the bolt. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's an easy recall. No wonder they cut recalled them all. Yeah, cheaper. Well, it's to, not like they had a, a robot welder miss welds or anything like that. Yeah, yeah but if you'd have read the literature on it, right, the articles, everything else out there, you would have thought like the whole thing was going to fall apart. And look at Rivian; they can't make a bit. This this is right. It was a loose bolt, and they proactively said, "Come in and we'll tighten it." I mean, they could have just put a TSB out or something for the next maintenance. But I guess they don't have a lot of maintenance, right? So maybe well, they don't have a. Well, a you know, the the wheel was literally when that thing went; it was literally folding over. So uh, I could just well imagine if you were at speed and the tire just folds over, uh, oh, you've yeah. got a much much bigger uh, uh, cost than just tightening up a bolt. You know, I just dawned on me that Rivian we saw on uh, in uh, Hidden Falls, it was stopped. You think maybe the bolt uh, came loose and they were uh, waiting for service? I think they were sitting there trying to figure out if they wanted to push a hundred thousand dollars overneath those uh, over top of those rocks. I think there was a business decision being made. Is there? Is the, are the falls open or not? I don't know if I want to go look. <laughs> well, you got to figure too. They're they're on the leading edge of you know the new electric thing, right? So anything that happens to that thing is going to be magnified. Oh yeah, uh, and so the, and the electric naysayers are going to pick on it too. Oh, I think, I think in modern times they should have sent out like a a YouTube clip showing somebody tightening that bolt for the do-it-yourselfers. Whatever it's wrong, wrong crowd, there, buddy. YouTube certified <laughs> yeah. mechanic. A torque what? <laughs> What's a torque wrench? Uh, who the hell? Just, Put one other dugger on it. There's a difference between inch pounds and foot pounds. Hey, is it just me, or, or did Rich's uh, Cherokee actually have uh, wheels and axles before, like last week? Because he's just the the whole thing's just hovering in air now. Uh, are you trading putting an electric swap on it? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's putting in those axles with the motors at the end. Bill was just talking about. There you oh, go. Cool. That's what it ought to be. A, a nice XJ, electric XJ. <laughs> See uh, what I was doing to get the tires off of these wheels earlier. You took the axles out to take the tires off? No, his axles are still on. Was there a bolt that you had to torque? Is that what happened? The (laughs) axles just popped off? (laughs) Are you going back with different axles or what? The axles are still there. Oh, okay. I just can't can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see the the pumpkin there. There you go. (laughs) Good old 3030 up front. I'm going to say that looks like uh, the... An XJ in the wrong part of town. <laughs> it's in Tony's part of town. Tony Mitten's part of town. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what would electric electric vehicle? Uh, what would you have to have from your electric Jeep to replace your current Jeep? But I mean, what would you absolutely have to have before you would do that? This is uh, Chris from Kentucky. I would say I would want to get at least half of the type of mileage that I would get from the. A full tank of fuel. Oh, that's interesting. A half. I would I, to me. I'm just. It's all or nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get like 360 out of a full tank, I would want to get at least 100, like 70 miles out of a charge. You know, I. Have, I think that's what the Prius promised when it first came out, too. Right. I have no doubt that in our lifetime we're going to look back and go. You remember when we used to get. 200 300 miles uh to uh a tank of gas and now we're you know easily doing a thousand miles uh i i the only thing i can think of is um how is the government going to tax us if they can't tax us on fuel 
Well, no tags. So this is Stephen, Illinois. They just came out with a hundred dollar a year registration fee. That's one way. They, they increased it by a hundred dollars to cover the the loss in gas and and uh, gas tax. Right, and another way would be to uh, uh, slap a GPS onto your vehicle and track how, how far you drive. Yeah, so, yeah, that's already it. that's already there anyway. Is it? Uh, yeah. And then in, in Stevo's area, that same uh, service fee has already got a daily toll almost everywhere you drive oh, in Chicago. You ain't kidding. <laughs> so they're already getting some of it, regardless. Now that's interesting. Doesn't that? I mean, I, I realize that if you're not independently wealthy, you have to drive to go places. Um, don't you think that having tolls and fees and stuff like that? reduces the amount of driving that's done doesn't isn't it like uh you make less money uh, off of taxes or whatever you're collecting because people aren't driving as much no because they can turn a 50 cent yeah they're double dipping they're getting the, the the fuel tax plus the toll tax and they want to add more tolls in chicago we need to do something about that i don't know why we put up this is like uh paying 50 dollars for uh, uh hairstyling women will do it but men won't and the same thing with clothes. You know, the the women have to have all these uh, clothes that are more, more expensive than men. And men said, "Nope, I'm wearing the same jeans for the next six months." And uh, so, so much for getting more women on the show, Tony. Why doesn't that? Well, no, I'm just saying they <laughs> they will they will pay that, and we won't for the most part. Uh, it, and it doesn't apply to everybody, of oh, course. Yeah. I bought it. I bought a pair of clippers on Amazon for forty bucks that I've been using for two years, so I don't have to pay for a haircut. There you go. You guys uh, remember the Floby? I mean, uh, there you go. Do your own haircut with your vacuum. There you go. Nobody it's remembers the Floby. I remember the Floby. <laughs> yeah, same. Wayne's World. Yeah. Wayne's oh, World. is it on Wayne's World? That's great. I didn't. I didn't. I missed that or forgot about it. <laughs> Hey, you know, I know I've asked this one before, but I think it's just really cool whenever I notice it. Uh, and speaking of uh, Wayne's World, what TV show or movie have you watched that had one or more Jeeps in it? And, and what's the movie and what was the Jeep? Oh, it was a Zoolander, right? It's famous one. Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> oh, is that the one where they're they're all, that has, uh, 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 what's his name? It was in every movie. They ever know, ever, he never said no to a movie. Uh, and they're all dancing around in that thing, and then they've used it for putting other people's faces on it in the past. They had like a tragic gasoline fight dance. That's serious. <laughs> was there, that's there was serious. a Jeep. Oh, yeah, that's right, because there's that thing about the, the most unrealistic thing about this is the Jeep going over 50 miles an hour or something without death wobble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's also the old TV show ER. Was, he had a, I think it was a YJ at that. Uh, I, I was going to say... I was going to say Fantasy Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. Were those Jeeps? Yeah. I believe I so. remember that. They yeah, had they the, weird, the weird, like, canopy thing on them over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know, Bill, I know Bill's too timid to say this, but I'll, I'll mention it for him. Gilmore Girls. Uh, I was about to say, Gilmore Girls had a TJ, right? <laughs> I'll, trust, I'll trust you, Tony. <laughs> the, show, uh, the show Eureka. There was a XJ they used as the sheriff vehicle. Yeah. Every episode. Uh, how about the Goonies? Oh, I they missed that one. Yeah, I missed that one. That's a good one. Um, of course, the one I always remember is a Castaway. Tom uh, Castaway. Tom Hanks driving the Castaway. Yeah, he had a 90, he had a green Cherokee just like me. That's how I remember it. I had that color. 
What about Jurassic Park? It was Spring. Let's not forget the commander in Breaking Bad. What? What's Jurassic Park? Yeah, Jurassic Park. Does Jeopardy answer now? What is? There's a Jeep in Legally Blonde. My daughter watched that movie like 900 times. And I, that's all I watched it for was the white YJ that she drove around. Yeah. Um, so uh, I know Josh and I have talked uh, a number of times about all the Jeeps uh, that were in that zombie uh, that zombie show, uh, Walking Dead. They uh, there had to have been some sort of Jeep connection there. I would have always liked to know who was the who was the Jeep lover or who got the good deal on all the all the Jeeps that they would just strewn around. The settings in that show we're, we're forgetting about daisy's Jeep. yeah has oh of course of course uh, cj right the golden eagle wasn't it that she had the so there was there, there was jeeps in there <laughs> oh, no. i just remember i just remember the white pants <laughs> oh mash mash can't forget about mash oh of no. course yeah well name uh any war movie about you know vietnam or world war ii is full of them the famous opening scene from uh what is it back to the future he uh right he grabs onto a jeep oh, of course yeah and the guy's topless and uh he's holding on to it and kind of looks at the guy yeah. Yeah, actually, must have been a CJ. The, painful, the painful one on twister oh mm, yeah oh uh, yeah that was so sad that was a beautiful Hon- hondo right honda i can't remember it was yeah, yeah. So, so I had to check. Those were old CJs on fa- the old Fantasy Island. Really? Yeah. I, I never yeah. thought they were I'm looking, at it, looking at it right now. Now, it's been a while wow, since I've seen a Fantasy Island episode. It was like in the 80s. Let's not forget about Baywatch. I wasn't watching the Jeeps in Baywatch. So, so do you know, <laughs> did you guys know that uh, Greg's shop is called Fantasy Island? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's where dreams you know come that, true. Did you know that the YJ on MacGyver was an actual marketing Jeep? It was the very first YJ ever given away, and it was to promote the Jeep brand. Huh. No, we did not. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so because um, you know, sixty Minutes did the article on the CJ and talked about them being such an atrocious rollover hazard. The YJ was developed. And one of the very first YJs ever built, which was a marketing rig, ended up being given to the MacGyver show as a promotional rig. And it actually spurred along the, the push on YJs and Wranglers. This, what about the, uh, the, remember Airwolf, the helicopter show? I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. There was a uh, CJ7. Yeah, Santini Air, CJ7. Yeah. Was the red, white, and blue American flag with one? Ernest Borgnine and... Uh... Jen Michael Vincent, right? Yep. There you go. We'll yeah. forget that one. That's great, man. I'm glad uh, you guys had oh. a lot of them that you see. Come on. Dukes of Hazard. We already said that. I think that I think you can go he over was, that one twice. He was yes. looking up. He was he was uh, stuck on uh, looking at pictures of uh, Daisy, Daisy Duke. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'd say if you're gonna double dip, that's one, right? Oh <laughs> Larry's Larry, humor goes wow. blue. <laughs> and you remember how how like hey, let's talk about Jeeps whenever he first uh, got here on the show. We are, I thought I thought we were talking about Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> Larry's dog Duke is shaking his head like, "Oh, Larry's changed." 
I don't recognize the smell. Oh, yeah. Oh. No. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about, uh, what about the animated side? The movie Cars had uh, brought yep. you... Uh, Sarge. Yeah, Sarge. Sarge. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Not there. Beavis and Butthead. There was a red really? animated extra. I'll be yeah. darned. Is there? Uh, oh, uh, what was the uh, the um, the the movie that was came? Uh, it's actually several movies that came from a uh, a video game. Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah. I know that they yeah. had. Uh, they actually had a a, a Laura Croft uh, vehicle, didn't they? Uh, a not a model, yeah, but they had a, a, they yeah, had they had, a, they had a Tomb Raider Jeep, which was a two thousand four TJ Unlimited Silver. Yeah, that was really cool. If you want to get into video games, they got the um, Call of Duty. Yeah. Sure. Well, so the Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty Three was um, the COD Three. I actually yeah. built the Jeep that ended up being 3D scanned for the video game. We built it at AEV. If you look back at it, you'll notice it's got the AEV hood and the AEV bumpers. Uh, I actually built that one. Who is this oh. guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's. He's a Jeep God. Just bend over and say thank you. <laughs> nah, I'm just a schmuck who got to do some cool stuff. Yeah, that's what famous people say. Um, so, uh, well, really cool. Anybody else? Did anybody buy a Jeep because you saw one as a kid on a cartoon or a movie? Or uh, it was something that was so important to you that you said, you know, I want one of those. You know, I actually, growing up, I always talked to my parents about buying a surplus Jeep from the military. And I don't remember why. What I, I was big into World War II movies. I'm a big World War II historian, so I grew up just watching all the old black and whites and I, John Wayne, whatever it was, right? There's Jeeps just all over the place. I'd like to have a, a Jeep signed by John Wayne. Oh, well, you and me both. Alrighty, I think the Tom Hanks one, uh, the uh, uh, Castaway, is the one that pissed me off the most because I think it was the a '98 uh, Cherokee, just like what I had. Uh, it was blue, but it came it with green. a uh, a sunroof or a moonroof. I'm googling that because I swear it was green. I thought it was Patriot blue. Yeah, I thought it was blue. Yeah, yeah it's blue. It was, a, it was a nice color blue, not like uh, what Steve has. Considering oh. the time the movie came out, it probably all depended on what TV you had. <laughs> <laughs> or what you Fair were point. drinking. <laughs> yeah, but it I was really surprised because the, the, the 98 uh, Cherokee Classic with uh, Upcountry Package uh, on the, the, the one that I had, I thought had everything known to man. And uh, then uh, I saw that one that uh, Tom Hanks was driving, and it was beautiful. They had it. I mean, it wasn't like dirty. They had it all cleaned up and nice and and uh, polished. Uh, so uh, I can't remember. Did he did he get that back whenever he returned from yes. the island? So yes. he was he was driving his same vehicle, which was really cool. Yes. Yeah, his his girlfriend or wife or whatever still had it in the garage. Um, Hunt. What's her name? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Is it, yeah. Is that the uh, last scene when he goes up to the crossroads and he gets out of it and he's delivering that final package? Right. I thought he pulled over because there was no meeting. Nope. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm calling I'm calling Hollywood magic there. <laughs> the package had the new radiator in it, but he couldn't put it in. So, did, did you reading? Oh yeah, it wasn't one of those hundred dollar eBay uh, radiators. It was it was a nice five hundred dollar radiator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that comment put a dig, didn't it? <laughs> you know that that was that was probably the first package it washed up on the uh, on the island after he got stranded was the radiator. That'd be funny. Like, oh, oh, good. Look, a package. I can see what I can use from that. It's a radiator. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with that on an island? <laughs> Used it to grate uh, uh, coconut, I guess. <laughs> All right, very cool, very cool. So um, that uh, we read the really good, uh, good, good question there. For we'll have to use that one again. That was fun. So uh, this is one from uh, John. Uh, do you have post wheeling trip checklist for your Jeep uh, and what's on it? What do you do with your Jeep after you've taken it for a wheeling trip? You guys that went to Colorado, uh, surely you uh, did something to your Jeep when you got back home. Well, when it's that many miles, like that long of a trip, I, I do a normal service on everything. Like it's a couple thousand miles. I do tire rotation, oil changes, stuff like that. But mainly for those, I, I like to get underneath it and clean all the mud and stuff out better that I can. Um, but mainly I'm looking for damage, right? So checking, checking the, uh, of skid plates and anything other that could have been hit, especially if I remember a jarring hit or something when I was out on the trail. Uh, and the other thing I like to do, and I started because Bill was always talking about it, is just kind of swap out the cabin air filters. I know it sounds oh, yeah. kind of simple, but where we will, there's so much dust and it keeps it from smelling like that inside the vehicle and all kinds of stuff. So cabin air filters are still cheap and easy to swap out. It doesn't, you know, that's pretty simple. I learned if you just use the recirculate button, you know, dusty out, that, that helps keep a lot of that dirt out of the cabin air filter. But yeah, I like to swap out the, the filters. I'll just buy a set on there because, and I'll just swap them out. And then like John said, just kind of go through everything, clean everything up and, you know, just check everything, check bolts, things like that, just to make sure everything's in order. Oh, and empty the cooler, right? Don't, don't, don't wait. make sure you uh, don't play around with that because once the cold is gone if you forgot stuff in there it's going to be a bad day when you finally open that damn thing sweetie so. you make five dollars and help, help daddy out <laughs> <laughs> so i've actually got a big regret i was at the off-road park uh, badlands in indiana when were we where were they larry was it uh may last time I'm, I'm, I'm losing track of days i don't remember <laughs> And, and so I was going off road. I'm leaving tomorrow. So this past weekend, I said, you know, what? I should probably go through underneath and check all the torque settings. And I'm under there, and I'm rolling around on the creeper, and I come up to my steering stabilizer, and I'm looking at, I'm like, oh. holy crap, it smashed, and I didn't know it. So now I'm scrambling. I had to go pick up the Mopar one Monday because I didn't have enough time to get in the one I'd like to replace it with. So luckily, the dealer How's it driving? It goes on tomorrow morning. It's driving fine. Leave it alone and be on it some more. Well, I'm getting a <laughs> shimmy at 45, and it lasts for till about 48, and then it smooths out. It's very slight, but that, that's your stabilizer. I, I doubt it too. So, but I'm gonna put it on tomorrow morning before we head out. Don't forget, you got a jail, and they're notorious for. So I just had to go back through mine again because I hit a bump and the front end shimmied a little bit, and that track bar likes to come loose. 
I checked yeah, it. And that, and, and that factory torque setting is not enough. So you, so at least it never has been on mine. Yeah. If it's on a JL, check your uh, ball joint bolts because they tend to come loose with those aluminum knuckles. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But again, it was one thing I should have done the post trip inspection, crawled around underneath it. I don't remember hitting anything hard at, at the Badlands, but obviously uh, something got hit. What's a what's a post trip? Oh, hey Chuck! Oh, man, seeing what damage you did to it, so it runs next time you want it. Because not every one of us has another five Jeeps they can jump into instead of the, our primary. Oh, Chuck! I, I, Chuck I, to have I, a, a boatload of Jeeps at his house. I thought you just get the amount of floorboard, and then you can drive it again or not. Is that not true? Your audio is bad chopping. Audio. Oh, add on. Yeah. That's why today I've discovered a big gap in my aluminum Yeah, this is Tony from Michigan. I always like to uh, check my drive shaft U joints, typically directly after a trip. Um, I've had a lot of bad luck with front front drive shaft U joints going bad and uh, wearing out the double carbon joint in my XJ. Interesting. I'd say that's well, the that, least one uh, that I've had trouble with. Although I don't really, I really don't have trouble with uh, with uh, drive shaft U joints on the XJ. Uh, you don't want to take it off road. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, no, that's that's true. I uh, never really could take it off road, but I mean, I drove it a lot. So, with that being said, I'm on my third transfer case. Ooh. No, I think I replaced the chain and the uh, MP242 um, three times, and the, the fourth time I said, screw it, and got an Atlas. So one other thing that I've learned to check is the, uh, it's not really like a check so much as it is let it like, sit in the garage or let it sit for a little bit to see if anything's leaking underneath it. That yeah, that's exactly it. what I thought. Let it sit and see what leaks. Yeah, <laughs> see, uh, so also check your tire pressures because... You could have scraped up against a rock or something, got a real small nick or something like that in your tires. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a slow leak or whatever. So well, even just picked up a nail or something going back and forth. Yep. Right. So it's just it's kind of like after I go on a trip, I kind of like to let it sit for a couple of days in the garage and just kind of see what what it ends up telling me is wrong with it underneath it or whatever. <laughs> Which with as much as you drive that Jeep, I bet you it was just shocked to be out and driving around that much. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's probably true. I mean, <laughs> it's it, whatever it does get driven, it gets driven pretty hard. I guess you could say. So it mm-hmm. day but you didn't have any problems, did you? You went all the way to Colorado and came back, and uh, I mean, it well, was actually, actually, I had one problem, but it was it was really uh, one of the tires was actually had a factory defect. It was out of route. Oh, that's so right. Before, right before I went on the trip, I put my spare on the back, and the bear was. Telling Bill on the radio while we we're driving up there, I was like, "Man, every time I hit seventy-five, it's you know shimmy and shimmy." So we run the whole. All the- and when I get back, yeah, move the tire to the front. And when I move the tire to the front, man, all hell broke loose. So Thirty-five miles an hour, it felt like the whole front end was going to fall out from it. And so I took it up a discount, and yeah, they, they replaced the tire under warranty or whatever because it was uh, like, an out of round. Like, and the, the, the obvious thing was when you looked at the rim, 
the weights on it. Man, the weights that they had to add to that to try to balance it, it was amazing. Like, half the rim was just weights. They put so much in there. And that probably should have been your first sign. Yeah, that you're just I got a whole bunch of weights right here. I just pulled out these wheels. <laughs> My you pulled goodness. all that off of one wheel? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, I have all the mileage on that tire. Hey John, uh, did did you? Uh, I mean, first off, I would I would I would uh, expect Discount Tire to tell you something that they had to do all that to to get it in spec. And did you, since this happened to you, did you think about maybe getting some of those uh, ceramic beads? I can't remember the name of the company we interviewed, but uh, in the in the future, you'd just be able to add beads and then let it take care of itself. I mean, kind of like a a stopgap measure. Those beads suck. If you're, if you're balancing it, they were able to get it to spin balance, so it wasn't necessarily balance, it was out of round. So that there's like, you could put a weight after weight, you may get it to work on a machine, but once you put that thing on the surface, it's going to try to drive, you, you were going to be wobbling everywhere. And so, that, so that was what, it wasn't just a weight. So what's thing. the make and uh, model of the tire? It was a Nitto tra Trail Grappler. So it's not like a, a cheap tire either, right? It's a pretty expensive tire. But I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. That's been. Well, they replaced it really quick. Next day, had it a had a new one in, and I've already got that one rotated in. It's on the back now. Um, you know, it's it's working fine now. But that was you know, that was something that was um, right before the trip, doing the tire rotation. If I had not done the tire rotation before the trip, I probably would have been fine at seventy five and plus because I would have the problem was on the back. Mm -hmm. So, well, there's something but, to be said for not making a lot of changes uh, right before a long trip, too. I mean, it, 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 I think most time it's okay, but certainly if you had just gone brung what you run or run what you brung, then you would have been uh, much better off. Right, and the only reason I did that was because I had actually hadn't done a rotation in like three thousand miles. It had been six months or something since I did rotation, so mm -hmm. I was wanted to do that before I before I took off. But uh, I mean, but there was no way to tell really. But uh, but that that uh, is a post uh, post trip one. You know, that's always done me well is to pull it in and just see what's going to leap and whether your tires are starting to go down and whatever. That's that's been the biggest one. Not in the cleaning it like you know saying because where we are, the mud and everything else can be kind of corrosive. You don't keep on top of it and start building up rust and stuff underneath it pretty bad. Right. Get everywhere. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, the, uh, let me ask you guys this. So SEMA is coming up. Uh, Greg just uh, shit himself. Uh, what is the what is on your event list that you want to attend at least once in your life? And is SEMA on that list? No, I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> Fuck SEMA. <laughs> I'm, I'm going for free, and then I'm done. <laughs> he's 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 gonna switch to uh corvettes after going to sema <laughs> you know, just think of all the fun people you know the worst part is i'm actually i'm building a lincoln for sema for next year uh oh. like a lincoln continental you dread 1967 <laughs> lincoln continental with a uh, my favorite car in the whole world is a, is a 64 continental well we're doing it with a uh Somewhere between a fifteen hundred horse and a two thousand horsepower Godzilla motor. Ugh. So why are you building a tuna boat with a shitty motor? <laughs> Don't hold back, Chuck. 
Greg, we're going to have to party a little bit when we get to to SEMA, buddy. So, Greg, I got to warn you, uh, Chuck is going to SEMA, and he's going to be there at the... uh, uh, Chuck, did you get your flight changed? Marilee's doing it right now. I told her when I got home, thanks for dinner. Get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we got a... The Jeep Talk Show got an invite to go to the... uh, the um, oh, I'm brain farting on their name now. That that's horrible. Um, Quadratech. Quadratech. Thank you. Quadratech uh, trail ride and cleanup, and then the uh, the press uh, function uh, later. I I, I'm, I don't know exactly when it is. Chuck, you'll find out. Uh, the, and uh, the press function is Tuesday at noon, and the trail cleanup is Monday, the day before SEMA. Right. Nine a.m. Yep. Nine a.m. And. And they told me about it today, and they said that they want this to be there, and I'm going to tell them where they can put it, because they're not taking this off-road before it gets entered in battle of the builders. Greg, if you'd like, I'll bring my scrambler, which is pretty much what you're trying to build. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bring your scrambler, put Quadratech stickers all over it, and tell them they can use that. Amen. I'll do it. So, Greg, I I apologize up, up front, but when I was talking to the guy, I said, well, I don't think that the uh the two-door four by e gladiator is going to be there because uh there's no tires for it <laughs> <laughs> but last year with the yjl um they sent a guy to king of the hammers and he wanted to drive it back to um california but he didn't know what a stick was he didn't know how to drive a stick he didn't understand that a jeep could come with a manual transmission and when we opened the hood he's like Oh, this is a pretty cool one. Is this the new 2023 engine? He didn't understand that that was a straight six out of an old Jeep. My kind of guy. It's just, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it just blows my mind that people don't understand how there's just, even if they don't know how to how to work it, that they don't understand that what exists. I, you know, I guess if you have enough money, or or you know somebody has enough money, you don't have to worry about such things. It always scares the hell out of right. me having a machine that I don't understand. Well, so when it, when it all came down to nothing is uh, I put it back on the trailer and brought it back to Michigan. I didn't allow them to take it. Find it. Yeah, yeah Monday it's, a, it's, it's actually a tread lightly trail cleanup. Yep. Um, and then Tuesday is opening day of SEMA. And yeah, it's at noon when the unveil of this will happen. Yep. And uh, Chuck is supposed to be attending both those things. Chuck's uh, mission is to find out if, there's, uh, if you wear underwear under that kilt. Uh, he's more than welcome to look. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, uh, here's, here's the, just ask God. Star, Star Trek motto, go boldly go where no one's gone before. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Ask Bob. Bob knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I was given the benefit of the doubt. Well, I have heard that Bob's I'm handy. So. mine this year. <laughs> what fender liners are those? What in here? Yeah, uh, it, they're actually the Quadratech fenders and fender liners. Uh, they look nice. Look really nice. They look plastic. They are plastic because uh-huh. plastic fender liners are a thousand times better than metal. Because the metal quiet. ones. No, because um, so from from Jeep. The fender liners are designed to be plastic, so if they take a hit, right, if you hit a tree or something, 
they pop off and don't cause damage to the vehicle. As soon as you put on aftermarket metal ones, if they take a hit, they total the whole front of your vehicle because there's no structural support. Um, the inner fenders of these are designed for the fenders to pop off. So if your fenders right. don't pop off, they cause damage. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, Greg, are you going to have... These actually, so, so these are Quadratex. They actually have more clearance than the Rubicon. Oh, wow. The Rubicon tire fenders. Um, so these are way cheaper, and they have more clearance. I think it's like another inch of clearance than the uh, Rubicon ones. So are you, are you going to have time to get the uh, the rock lights on there before SEMA? Um, yeah, here. I'll do it right now just for you. <laughs> oh, no. Cause, cause, He's going to take a torch I, to the Quadratech uh, Jeep. <laughs> rock light. So I'm going so you you to... leave one SEMA, on there. <laughs> no, who's going to SEMA? Chuck. Raise your hand. Chuck? Yep. So, Chuck, I'm going to leave this on the frame. If you find it at SEMA, I'll give you a special prize. Uh-oh. <laughs> Whoa. And you can even watch where I put it. <laughs> you talking about where, the, where you're going to put the special prize or the light? <laughs> it's in nope. the... Uh, oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's it. All right. So, if you find it and pull it out... I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> what about breakfast? Uh, no, no, that's why you're pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's the deal. You can wear your kilt, and I'll wear my jacket. Find out who's got underwear on or not. Oh. <laughs> uh, but chaps don't Larry. cover everything, right? You have to wear a thong with it. <laughs> Done it. <laughs> so much for that, Sam. I'm going to hang with you guys while I'm there. That's not the case. <laughs> and now back to Jeeps. So, anybody else? We know. I want to hear more about. You want to hear more about what? About a better internet connection. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we know Bob, uh, two cheap Jeep guys, is going. We know Chuck is going to SEMA. And, of course, Greg doesn't want to go, but he's going. Uh, he has to be there with uh, to make sure nobody uh, uh, puts too many fingerprints on the Jeep that he built. Um, anybody else uh, going to SEMA? Anybody else want to go to SEMA? Is that something that you look yeah. forward to doing sometime in your uh, in your life? Absolutely. Yeah. This is where I'll be there on Thursday. You're just going to be there for the day, right? Yep. Fly in in the morning, fly out in the evening. Theoretically. So, I mean, expanding it to other events, I think for me, it would be Easter Jeep Safari. I want to go there and see, like, the concepts that get rolled out and all the other stuff. You know, obviously, I think wheeling would be a little crazy because how many people are there, but just... It's, it's, it's really not crazy. You just pick trails that the Red Rock four-wheelers are not on. So every, every day they, have, they put out a list, and the list tells you what, uh, what trails the Red Rock four-wheelers are on, um, which usually there's like seven a day. So you just pick one of the other 300 trails on those days, and then the trails aren't bad at all during Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. But I think that's, that's on my, my big list is, is being able to hit EJS with my own Jeep if I can rather than just flying out. Oh, yeah. No, those those type, I mean, it's fun going, just being there and stuff. Like uh, whenever I went to uh, uh, the, uh, I went to Big uh, uh, Big Bear, uh, Lake California. But, oh, just having your own Jeep there is would just make it so much more uh, memorable. 
Agreed. But I mean, I just you know that's that's where they normally come out with all the new the new concepts, all the cool Jeeps, and that that actually I think Jeep as the company brings out as well, right? Not just uh, the aftermarket movie, but but Jeep itself is. Have they done that? I thought they they stopped doing that. No, they didn't stop doing that. They did it this year. They did it last year. Um, Okay. They're doing it again. So they'll have the SEMA ones because they've got a couple for SEMA. They've got a really cool scrambler that they're, or CJ6 that they're bringing to SEMA this year. Um, I, I got to play with it earlier today. But they, um, they've got a few that'll be at SEMA, and then the second push is always Easter Jeep Safari. I'd like to get a 2A and do the Go Devil run. Yeah, that's a fun run. Where's that at? Is that on the Rubicon or something? Arizona. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like in the Sonora? Is it like in the Sonora area or something like that? I don't know. I've never been invited. It's an invite only. Uh, yeah, it's invite only. They don't tell you where it's at until you're invited. Yeah. Was this Arizona? Yeah. So they don't allow gladiators then, Tom? <laughs> no, it's, it's, for, it's for real Jeeps. No, it's for, for flat fender only. Yeah, real jeeps. Yeah. Hey, man, brother, preach it. And yet, Chuck hasn't been invited, so something's in the list here. <laughs> well, I'm not. I can get an invite if you need an invite. I'll get you an invite. You just have to bring me along because I don't have a Willys right now. I've got uh, how many flat fenders do we have, baby? Um, six. Merrily said we have a thousand flat fenders. I think we only have six. <laughs> but how many are running? How many are actually running? Seems like a thousand. <laughs> just, just, just curious how many are actually like uh, drivable and wheelable. Oh, you negative Nelly. That's what you're just trying to. You're jealous, trying to say, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, you got them, but which ones are are running? Jesus, <laughs> tow bar. Five. five. Oh, five. Oh, five of the six are running. So the- yeah. Do you want to get rid of any? Because I really need a flat fender in my life, and I don't want to build it from scratch. Hey, so let's chat because this week I'm going to go meet with a guy. He's got 35 of them. I'm going to haul a truck and, uh, well, I'm going to haul the semi and I'm going to haul a truck and trailer out. Looks like I'm going to buy a Jeep, a trench. Looks like I'm going to buy a CJ six, a short fender five. And he's got a plethora of two A's and, and three B's and, and all of that. So I, I'm, well, gonna, I'm so, so what I'm looking so, Yeah. So what I'm looking for is anything 41 through 51, um, I don't want any 3B bullshit. I don't want the high hood. I want the low hood. Hey, 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 hey. I got one, and they're nice. Relax. No, no, they're great. (laughs) No, they're they're great, and I love them, but for the project I want to build, and you can Google it. You can can look up um, the Jeep MLW. Um, The actual military designation was called the T-24, but it was a... I want to say it was a 101-inch um, flat fender willies that was built in 47, 48, and 49. And they built 21 of them. I want to take an original flat fender and build it because I have the specs for the T24. Um, or if you Google it, it's called the MLW. John Kappa did an article on it in like 2007. Um, do, do me a favor. Link up. Yeah. With Tom- Tony's got my number. Tony, feel free to give him my number. Let's link up because I'm gonna I'm gonna drag out there, and I'd like to. Buy, I'm bringing cash. I'd like to buy a handful of Jeep, six, seven, or eight of them, right. and then know what you want. And if we, you and I, can like do a FaceTime, 
we can FaceTime and, and see what you want because he's got multiple different flat fenders and different styles of builds, right? Where's so he at? I'll never tell you. <laughs> no, just what state? <laughs> Kansas. No, he's not. I'm no, a G-time. Don't give that shit up. <laughs> no, I just want to know the state. I don't need to know who he is. It, tell no. me it's Arizona. Yeah, it's is Arizona. it Arizona? Yeah, it's Arizona. Can I have somebody meet you to go look at him? It's, it's not Arizona. It's in Nebraska. That's why I got to go take a look at him. Because he I don't said, know if I have anybody in Nebraska, but um, if right. you were, if it was Arizona, I'd have I'd have uh, Rick Payway come and meet you. Right. So I mean, he sends pictures of like the driver's side, and they're like, "Hey, uh -huh. what's the side?" And then he'll never send pictures, right? So I've got to go. You're right. I mean, you understand. So I, yep. I buy most of my most of my Jeeps came out of California and Arizona and the South Side. We got some of them from Colorado, and we we, we paid the price. So. Yep. Going up to Nebraska, the Jeep or Trench, absolutely, because, I mean, good luck finding another one of those. You know, and, and the CJ6, maybe, you know, so l let's just link up on, on the phone. Yeah, I'm picking up a, I'm picking up a CJ6 in Moab uh, when I come back from SEMA, but it's, um, it's a guy who lives in Moab, and his work is in Moab, and he's going to take me, I'm going to take a TJ, and put his CJ6 on the TJ frame, um, and then long arm. It's, it's not Rick Russell's, is it? No, it's Jeremy Rowan. Ah, he owns uh, Outlaw, <laughs> yeah, the Jeep rental company. Yes, you remember old Rick, don't you? Rick, Rick used yeah. to do a lot of videos with yeah. that CJ6 of his. Yep. Yeah. No, it's not that one. Yeah, beautiful. But it's it, it's it's really clean. So the CJ6 doesn't have a spot of rust anywhere on it, but it has no drivetrain. And then the TJ that he's got is, I want to say it's an 04, but it's a four banger. And I think we're going to put an, uh, we're either going to put this straight six that's under my stairs, which is a 500 horsepower straight six, or we're going to put an LS in it, one of the two. Uh, throw the old Dauntless in it. Go old school, man. Well, if I had an old Dauntless, I would. But he oh, wants, he wants to use it one. as a tour vehicle, so he wants uh, fuel injection and sim simplicity. Mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you, fuel injection and simplicity, I mean, that's, I mean, mm -hmm. those go hand in hand. I mean, I know that first firsthand. I mean, my well, fuel injection is just you get in it, you drive it, you don't ever have to worry about getting home because the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is like that. That's good. hands at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's this week's episode of the uh, Greg and uh, Chuck show. <laughs> Interesting conversation. I appreciate uh, all the comments and the conversation that everybody has here on the Roundtable episode. And, of course, you can be part of the Roundtable by simply going to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Scroll on down and you'll see how to uh, join our newsletter, which will give you a weekly reminder of uh, when the uh, the Roundtable is happening. And, that, of course, that's uh, every Tuesday, 8 p.m. And even with our uh, schedule changed as far as when we're publishing the shows, we will still be recording the show Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, that uh, the, the roundtable will, will still be coming out on Wednesdays. So uh, the, the, day, the, the day right after we record is whenever that will be out. So coming up uh, later this week, we're going to have Brad with Trail Recon, uh, the YouTuber. 
and now the trailrecon.com store. Man, I was just really surprised to see all the stuff that you can uh, buy from uh, Trail Recon uh, at trailrecon.com. Go check it out and make sure and hear the interview, episode 697, on Thursday. And as I mentioned, don't forget about our newsletter. Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you can sign up for our newsletter. You get uh, maybe one email a week and uh, you'll also find out if we're having a giveaway. Not when it's going to be, but uh, the giveaway uh, for that week. Big thanks to everybody that showed up here for the roundtable tonight. We really appreciate it. And, uh, the you know, the roundtable doesn't end when we stop recording the show. It actually goes on sometimes for uh, as long as a couple hours later. And the only way you can hear it is to be part of the Zoom room. So come and join uh, the Zoom meeting and be a, a, a self-named Zoom people. So until next week, have a great week and uh, keep be safe out there. Podcasting since 2010. Thank you.